Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. What's up, everybody? Chris Clark here, GamecockCentral.com. Little free for all Friday, and fortunately, I don't think anybody was in on the live <clears throat> iteration of GC Live quite yet. The number was zero because it took just a second for you guys to get in. There was a slight delay. I goofed up a little bit at the beginning here before I put on our little typical countdown that we have, and I was it was just basically me staring at the screen for a couple seconds, looking like an idiot. So. 
the the people that go back and watch the video, or even if you're live and you go back, you may see that. So if nothing else, you'll get a laugh out of it. But happy Friday, everybody. Uh, Chris Clark here running the show again, which is probably a primary reason that I goofed there. Wes Mitchell, my colleague, confirmed sitting out on the beach. At least he was earlier today. So hope he's having a good time. Uh, honestly, would love a guest appearance for Wes. He did on Wednesday, but I honestly hope he doesn't. Puts the phone down, puts down the electronics, and just, you know, enjoys the beach, enjoys the time off. Uh, I, I did see he made an appearance, Wes did, on Twitter earlier today. His account, at Wes Mitchell GC on Twitter. If you don't already follow him, you definitely should. And Wes saying that, uh, tweeting out a little beach picture, making me nice and jealous. And then also saying that, hey, we are uh, we're gearing up for a very busy June. And so that's definitely something that I want to hit on. In the spirit of Wes Mitchell, every now and then, we like to make show notes. And so I don't want to pretend I have something extensive on that front. But I did write down three or four things that I just didn't want to forget today. Other than that, it's free for all Friday. So I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Rocking the Bluff Road Football Club shirt, courtesy of Kevin Roche. Uh, great friend of the program, great friend of Gamecock Central, great personal friend. So, uh, what's up, Craig Godwin? Craig, checking in on YouTube from the links. That is dedication, indeed. I would like to see Gamecock Rush check in from work at some point. I don't know if he's been around quite as much because of work, but man's got to work, man's got to make a dollar, so we certainly understand. So, here's what I want to ask of you guys. Uh, before we dive into the program. Hey, if you got questions today, this is a good day to throw them out. We might have a more abbreviated show. We're going to see how it goes. But if you got questions, if you have comments, if you have concerns, if you want to complain about the show, whatever you have to put forward, go ahead and do that today because this is definitely a day to do it. That's why we brand it free for all Friday. But we do have some things to get to. We do have some things that I want to cover. Before we dive into those, make sure that you check out clinthammond.com, Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network. He is our primary presenting sponsor here at GC Live and GamecockCentral.com. Does an absolutely outstanding job. Nationally recognized, recognized mortgage lender, clinthammond.com, 803-771-6933. There you see his sort of virtual card. Hopefully you do see it. If you are on the live show, if you're on the podcast, make sure you check out clinthammond.com, 803-771-6933. In MLS number is 71597. If you're looking at refinancing, even if you're not looking at refinancing, maybe you need to be looking at it. So make sure you check out clinthammond.com. Um, got some more exciting news on a new partner that we are going to be featuring, uh, maybe a little bit on this show, but really on GamecockCentral.com is where they're going to kind of live in terms of what they're, what they're bringing. But I did want to introduce you guys to a new sponsor. We're going to do that. In just a little bit, um, also going to play a little bit. The other day on Wednesday, um, I played a couple minutes of some Shane Beamer video that I took in one of the Welcome Home Tours in Florence. I want to play the rest of that for you just because he, he gives a little bit of team stuff, a little bit of team insight at the end of that. I want to look back on those Welcome Home Tour stops. I made three of them uh, earlier in the week, and so want to cover those. Um Obviously, Gamecock football game times were announced for the first three games. And then again, a little bit of a Q&A session. That's, uh, that's certainly something that we want to do here if you guys have any. So 
throw them out. Uh, if you got them in the chat, hopefully you're on YouTube. If you're on Facebook, throw them out there, Periscope, wherever you may be. And I would love to be able to answer your questions. So first thing first, let, let's go to the Welcome Home Tour. All right. That, of course, is Shane Beamer. Uh, that That's sort of been his slogan, right? His catchphrase. Um, he uses it when South Carolina gets a new verbal commitment, welcome home. It's sort of the become one of his program mantras. He, he wants to create that sort of home vibe, that family feel at South Carolina. And so a welcome home tour was sort of a natural uh, direction to go as far as what to call it. So a little bit of a booster club tour. Will be more tour dates announced for the month of July. You may be wondering why did they only go three places? Why at the, at the end of May? Well, Obviously, the biggest thing, which we're going to touch on later, June 1st, is almost upon us. As soon as that hits, recruiting reopens, and it's going to be a madhouse for about a month. Camps, official visits, unofficial visits, you got all that stuff that's about to go on. So they're pushing the rest of them to July, but there will be more stops on the Welcome Home Tour. As soon as we have confirmations on dates, times, ticket information for all that stuff, we'll be sure to pass it on here, and it will certainly be up first on GamecockCentral.com. Uh, but I went and checked out... Uh, two stops earlier in the week, Florence and Myrtle Beach, back to back. Uh, the Florence one was right, right at you know early afternoon, and then the one at Myrtle Beach in the evening, about five thirty, five o'clock. Um, checked out those, and then the next day, Greenville at Flora Field. Shane Beamer was also there, and he actually took along a few of his coaches, um, one at each stop, and I think the way they situated that was basically just uh, brought a coach who recruited that particular area, you know, coaches on the Gamecock staff are assigned recruiting areas in state. Obviously it's going to be something that they pay close attention to. So Mike Peterson uh, recruits the Florence area, Jimmy Lindsay in the Myrtle beach area and Justin step Gamecocks wide receivers coach was, was up in Greenville and I actually got to talk one-on-one -on -one with him before the Greenville event. And you probably seen on GamecockCentral.com a couple of content items, including this morning's insider report had some really good stuff from Justin Stepp, and I'll touch on that earlier as well. Hey, happy Friday to Kyle. Craig, I left your – you got serious airtime there. I left your, uh, your comment up for quite a while, so I hope you're doing well on the links. Keep us updated with your score. Uh, are you staying out of the sand? Are you hitting it well? Let us know, um, and, and uh, we'll be uh, keeping up with your progress there on the course. Let us know where you're playing, how you're doing. Kyle Jackson, happy Friday, man. Thanks for being here. And, uh, yes, let's go ahead and play a little bit of this audio from Shane Beamer, first and foremost. Um, this is from the very first stop on the Welcome Home Tour, and this is him speaking with the media before he spoke to the big crowd uh, at the Welcome Home Tour in Florence. Are you still expecting everybody June 1 that you were expecting when you broke up? Yeah, um, I've had a lot of those guys are, have been – back on their own all, all month of May. A lot of these guys are trickling back in this week. Our uh, incoming freshmen, guys that weren't here in January, they're arriving today. Uh, so that's exciting to have those guys getting on campus. And then, yeah, everybody that, everybody that was with us in spring practice, unless something happens between now and next week, we're expecting them all to be there. In that van, are there any any new injuries, anything like that, guys you're not expecting to be ready to go? No. You know, we had some guys that uh, – uh, we're held out of spring practice that we knew we were optimistic we're going to be full going in the summertime, and, and they will be. We uh, had a staff meeting yesterday to get an update on the injury situation and the health of the football team. And, 
everybody is right where they need to be. And credit to you know Clint Haggard, our head trainer, and Rachel Sharp, and their entire staffs for the work they've done uh, to get our guys ready uh, to go. So they're, they're full speed. And we got a few guys that'll be a little bit limited uh, in June, coming off some more recent surgeries. But knock on wood, everybody's going to be ready to roll uh, for the start of practice. June one coming right up What does that logistically look like on y'all's end? Getting prepped for that, you know, last few weeks, kind of getting ready to sort of go zero to 100. Yeah, it's busy. I mean, it's it's. It's crazy in the sense that it's the first time that young men are going to be able to come on campus since January of 2020. But then you add the fact that it's a first-time staff. There's, you know, it's not like we've been recruiting here unofficially and officially in South Carolina for years. It's the first time we've ever done it as a staff together. So just we spend a lot of time just on the organization of it. We want to make sure when a young man and his family come to campus that it's organized, it's structured. Uh, there's no. Uh, uh, disorganization so we spent a lot of time talking about that how we want it to be organized what we want it to look like not just the unofficial visits but we've got uh, unofficial visits going on we have camps going on we have a lot of stuff that's going to be taking place starting on June 1st so we, we spent a lot of time talking about it yesterday in a staff meeting and then we've got another meeting on Thursday to, to get it organized to make sure that uh, first thing on was that Tuesday morning first thing Tuesday morning we're ready to roll you had uh, you'd mentioned at a previous opportunity that you wanted to get prospects on campus like every day. Uh, are you pretty pretty close to that right now between camps and visits? And stuff? I think so. Yeah, I mean, I was counting it up over the weekend. There's only a few days in June that we don't have something going, whether it be unofficial visit, official visit, and and uh, we're trying to be as proactive as we can about when guys are coming, make it organized, and, and hopeful that we will be. You know, Ideally, we'd have somebody here every single day, and we're recruiting every single day. It may not happen that way, but the reception from prospects uh, about their, with their excitement of coming and how, looking forward, how much they're looking forward to getting to Columbia is uh, great, and we're talking to more and more of them uh, each and every day. And looking forward to it. All right, so there you had uh, Shane Beamer, uh, Gamecock head coach, and that was earlier in this week uh, at the at the Welcome Home Tour in Florence, which is the first. It was sort of the kickoff of, of that little tour. Again, more tour dates to come in July um, after they can get through this very busy recruiting period that's coming. And that and that's what Shane Beamer hit on at the end of that. Um, actually, a guest appearance from me in that video. So that was kind of. Weird, uh, not a very artfully phrased question on my part, but I did eventually spit it out there and basically was just asking Beamer, you know, he, he had mentioned at one of his previous press conferences or some type of media opportunity otherwise that he wanted to have guys on campus every day, you know, from June 1 until the dead period hits once again at the end of the month. And he said they were close to getting there. And, you know, hey, more days have passed. I know more guys have been added to the visitor docket in terms of camps and official visits. But something Justin Stepp mentioned when I spoke with him in Greenville the following day at one of the other Welcome Home Tour stops is he said that, you know, with this, you try to plan. You do the best you can as far as planning. You know you're going to have a lot. How are you going to structure an official visit? How are you going to structure an unofficial, you know, working camps? I mean, all these things take a lot of time. They take a lot of planning. Uh, you want it to be very organized, as Shane Beamer said, but the – the thing about it is you, you can't ever really account for the unknown, whether it's, you know, things that are going to happen during the visit, questions that may come up. But a big one just logistically is here's what Justin Stepp said. Basically, you might have a guy that calls you and say, hey, I'm on the way to this school, that school. And you've been trying to get this guy on campus. And he says, I can stop by in an hour. So it's kind of, hey, give me 30 minutes and and we'll go for it. You know, so 
Um, those things can happen and it might happen in the midst of a lot of other stuff that you have going on simultaneously. So going to be a huge month of June. Uh, we've been rolling out visitors on, on a very regular basis. When we learn about them, we have sort of a tracking the, the official visits in June piece up on Gamecock Central. We've been rolling camp visitors, we've been rolling unofficial visitors as we get them, right? Um, and then we're going to put together, I think, more of a cohesive, comprehensive uh, look at those visitors as June 1st gets closer. And it's almost here. I mean, it's, June tw- it's uh, May 28th, rather. Why is this so important? Why are we talking so much about June 1st in recruiting? And I think Shane Beamer hit on it a little bit there, but Look, a lot, not all Gamecock fans follow recruiting. There are a lot of people that say, I'll, I'll watch the players when they get there. Maybe let's say I, I used to follow recruiting and then there were some big time kids that were supposed to be big time. They didn't pan out. Or you just never know. It's just such a crapshoot. But how, however closely you follow it, whether you sort of, you know, hang on every word and are searching for every Jordan Birch nugget going back to the 2020 recruiting cycle and, Clowney and, and, and Lattimore, you remember all those recruiting, you were hanging on every word. You know, whether you do that or not, it's obvious that recruiting is important. It is the lifeblood of every program, and that's why we cover it, and that's why there is a, a very specific sort of niche of fans that that follow it, that follow it die hard, some almost as much as the games themselves, because it is so important. That's South Carolina's path to getting back. Yeah, the, the coaching matters, development, the academic stuff, the on-field stuff how you structure the program, these things all matter. At the end of the day, you have to have talent on your football team. And so um, recruiting is how you do that. And history shows and data shows that when you're recruiting big-time kids, big-time classes, and then that does have a correlation with rankings sometimes, team rankings a lot of times, then you're probably going to be a good football team. You know, you're you're – when you're recruiting at a, at a level that looks championship, that's kind of how you get there. And so why it's so important for South Carolina in terms of this time frame, this specific time, is that getting into June, as Shane Beamer said, this is the first time since January of 2020. This is um, – it's been a long time. And, and I say this all the time. This is not a program that can Zoom recruit its way back to prominence, Zoom recruit its way to a championship. Really – it's hard for anybody to do that, but particularly with South Carolina, in these circumstances, you look at this program as being one that won two games last season, four games the year before. Fan apathy, just to be frank, had set in a bit, and and all those reasons are why there was a coaching change. We know that. And then you had the fact that COVID hit. Like what Shane Beamer walked into South Carolina had literally never happened anywhere. Like the circumstances, when you when you put them all together, they had not happened. And so you recruited the 2021 class during a dead period. You're finishing that up. You're cobbling it together. Lots of transfers, right? That kind of thing had, had never happened before. But then even after that, you're trying to get into 2022. You're trying to get a jump start on that. So it's a program that struggled, you know, recently. It's a program that you, you don't – you can't point back to the 90s or earlier in the – you know, earlier in the 2000s and say this was a championship program has just fallen off. The, the trophy case is much more bare, right? And so you can point to some pockets of success and you can point to all the other different things that you have, facilities, the SEC, the coaching staff, the fan support, 
all these different things, there are selling points on the recruiting trail, but you've got to get these kids on campus to have a shot. And there've been a lot of questions about, well, what are South Carolina's chances with this guy that's coming on campus in June or this guy's coming on campus. And it's not a cop out, but it really just is right now. The, the answer for most of them, they're varying degrees depending on which guy, but it's, you've got a chance if you get them on campus and, and that's where they've got to go. So many of these kids have never taken a visit to South Carolina. They've never been to Columbia. They have talked to the staff. They have seen some stuff on a virtual visit. They've done the Zooms. They've looked at the facilities, the videos, the pictures. It's not the same. It's not the same. And that's something that Shane Beamer's talked about. It's something Justin Stepp talked about when I talked to him in Greenville. Uh, it, there's such a difference in that to be able to, you know, put your arm around a kid or talk face to face or show them things in person. There are certain aspects of, of the experience that it doesn't do it justice. Imagine, you know, for those of you who maybe went to college, uh, it, you can't just look at it. It, it. It's not the same. You can, but you if you go visit a college and immerse yourself in it, it's much different. You get a clearer picture. That's why when we go on vacation, we actually go to the vacation spot. We don't just pull it up. I mean, I pull up pictures and videos of Bora Bora all the time, right? And it's really cool. But what that does, it makes me want to go there. Um, I don't know if I'll ever go there because I think we'd have to sell our, all our possessions just to make it. Point is, if I go to Bora Bora, this is going to be a lot different, right? So um, I'm not sure if that's a great analogy, but getting these kids on campus to see how you do things – allowing them to talk to the players on the team and, and Hey, here's how it is now here. Here's what's going on. Here's the good. Um, that's a huge part of it. And so point is June is going to be gigantic for South Carolina. Uh, the coaching staff has had this circled. Everybody's had it circled. Prospects have had it circled. You look at a guy like Oscar Delp, for instance, four-star tight end out of Georgia, everybody after him, including South Carolina has a visit set to South Carolina later uh, in the month. Official visit, great shot with him. Depends on how the visits go. Got to beat Georgia, got to beat some others. Uh, he's He hasn't taken a college visit. This is a 2022 guy who's ranked as a top tight end in the country, has not taken a visit. Even worse situation for a lot of the 2021 guys last year, right? I mean, that was even harder for them. They're going months and not able to, you know, typically – in the summer, in the fall, you're making a lot of visits. You're trying to wind things down, narrow things down. They couldn't do it. And so that was tough. These guys, it's a little bit later. You know, recruiting starts so early now. Um, but they do at least have the summer. They do at least have the fall. So lots of guys packing in a lot of visits. Recruiting, very important for South Carolina. Lots of holes that they need to fill. Some positions they just need to continue to restock, build some depth at. Got to add some playmakers, you know, on all sides of the ball. And so that's why recruiting is just going to be so important. So make sure you come over, check us out. Hey, if you want to subscribe to GamecockCentral.com, we would love to have you. We really would love to have you. Um, community over there is great, even if people are yelling at each other sometimes about whatever it may be when things get tough, and there have been some tough times lately. Great community. Wes Mitchell and myself are hanging out on there all the time. Colin Taylor does a great job for us. Um, you know, just to – just a great place at GamecockCentral.com and the content we work really hard on, recruiting, football, baseball, basketball, whatever it may be, women's basketball, we cover all that stuff. You can get access to all of it if you go to GamecockCentral.com. If you subscribe, help support us, and you get access to all our content and our premium community on the Insiders Forum. So we would absolutely love to have you there. 
let me go back to the comments here. And boy, a lot of people uh, checking in. Eric Folk, I mentioned I was going to get to some questions and I blabbed for a long time. But thank you for allowing me the little bit of a soapbox there on recruiting. Eric says, what's the chances of getting? Oh, yeah. Antonio. He meant Antonio Williams. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Eric. Good to see you, man. Um, yeah. South Carolina has a very solid shot with Antonio Williams. The new staff, as soon as they got in place, Eric Camry, Dutch Fork alum, obviously, Justin Stepp, Shane Beamer, they've been all over Antonio Williams doing everything that they can and have built a great relationship with him, with the family there. Um, he's going to take some more visits, maybe some camps this summer. You can look for him to maybe camp at Clemson, maybe at Alabama. Um, and so, yeah, is, is there competition there for sure? If, if those schools step up, you know, Clemson, for example, with an offer, if either one of those schools are both push, you know, will it make things more complicated? Yeah, but South Carolina's uh, laid a really good groundwork there. And again, I, I hate to go back to this. It is going to depend on the visits, but I think, I think if you're looking at the one school where if there's these other schools are in that recruitment and you kind of say, who, you know, who, whose position would you like to be in? It's probably South Carolina. I think you could say, uh, Seth Freeman, Kevin, where's my t-shirt? Kevin Roche. Hey, I don't know if you're on today, man. We were texting earlier today, but if you are, if you are on the show, get with Seth on Facebook. He wants his t-shirt, man. Two, two colors at least got sort of like a garnet and a black, it's a super comfortable shirt. I wear this thing all the time. It's an amazing quality shirt. I don't know if Kevin handcrafted it, but I do know he drew or designed or whatever it may be, the logo on it, and it's really cool. So, uh, Gamecock04, good afternoon. All, what's up, man? Frederick Cooper, checking in on YouTube. Frederick Cooper, regular listener. Tyler Bellu, Bellu or Bellu? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sure which one it is. Charles Stone. Julie Brown Sexton. I love all things Gamecocks on Facebook. And Craig is playing at the River Club in North Augusta, and he is even through seven. And that was as of, as of about seven minutes ago, so I'm sure he'll keep us updated. Craig Godwin. Uh, Travis Edwards, what's up, peeps? Hey, Travis, what's going on, man? Thanks for being with us here. All right, so I mentioned to you guys that I was going to introduce – a new partner of ours at uh, GamecockCentral.com. And so now has come the time to do that. So I don't have a fancy graphic or anything to put up right now. You may have seen me tweet up, tweet about this. You may have seen it in our banner on the Insiders Forum or on Fighting Gamecocks Forum if you're on there, or a little post that I made on those forums uh, this morning. We are really excited to be partnered up with Primal Gourmet, uh, PrimalGourmet.com. And they have actually given a special promo code to our listeners, readers, watchers, whatever you may be. You go to primalgourmet.com, put in the promo code GCOT20, and that'll get you 20% off your first order. Now, if you have not heard of Primal Gourmet, Wes and I actually had a chance to go there recently. And uh, the, the location in West Columbia, sort of across the Gervais Street Bridge, go a little bit farther um, over there on the left. Beautiful location. The food, awesome. The staff, even better. And that's a high bar to clear. You can go in there. You can check out their market. They have all sorts of stuff, produce, chicken salad, pimento cheese, all sorts of stuff you can take home with you. You can eat right there. For those of you that like Chipotle, for instance, like me, uh, it's kind of like there's a line sort of like Chipotle, but it's not just Mexican food. They have all sorts of different food. 
pick your starch, your vegetable, lots of different meats. I had some jerk chicken, which is like, if you have jerk chicken at your restaurant, I'm getting it. It was incredible. Um, so we got to eat, hang out with the crew. Uh, lots of Gamecocks in that building. Uh, Gamecock fans who support the program heavily. Word that we got is a lot of former Gamecock athletes like to go hang out there. But here's the cool thing about Primal Gourmet. If you're in Columbia, West Columbia, you can go down there and hang out, check those guys out. But if you want to like eat a little healthier or a lot healthier and you want to eat well, and maybe you're tired of like those meal plans that you can get where you cook it yourself and all that, check out primalgourmet.com. Um, and you can, you can go there and you can get meal plans customized. Uh, primalgourmetsc.com. You can go there and get meal plans customized for you. You can go pick them up um, at 50 locations in, in Charleston um, or in Columbia, or you can get them even delivered to you. And they also have a homebound program, which is really cool. I mean, a, a good way to serve the community there. So primalgourmetsc.com. I goofed up a little bit on that banner. So primalgourmetsc.com. And the promo code is GCOT20. Uh, go there. You can get all the information on how it works. You can pre-order. You, you can actually get a subscription to where you can get the meals. Primalgourmetsc.com. Promo code GCOT20. Go check those guys out. They're outstanding. You can see them also on GamecockCentral.com. And then I just put up a Braden Davis graphic for some reason. So I'm, I'm really kind of going off the rails a little bit here in terms of the production value. And I need Wes to come save me. And he's going to save me on Monday. Lynn Turner, I have to come check out Primal Gourmet when we come for football games. That is an outstanding idea. Pretty close to like that downtown stadium area. Really not going to be that far. So if you stay anywhere around, go check it out on game weekends. A lot of people do that from what we heard. Um, and they got great stuff. So PrimalGourmetSC.com. Um, go check them out. Get 20% off with promo code GCOC20. And... Thanks for letting me tell you guys about Primal Gourmet. So another piece of news here. All right. Um, game times were released uh, earlier in the week. What was that? Yesterday, I think even the days, days have been long. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, and the first three game times were announced. Now, of course, we have the full schedule uh, for South Carolina football for the 2021 season. We've had that in quite a while. H had it since late January. We've had that schedule. Uh, but the first three game times are now set. And so tell me what you guys think about these games, game times, and even these game matchups. Eastern Illinois, right, is going to be a home game, which we knew, but it is going to be a night game. So williams Bryce Stadium, it will be under the lights for the home opener. And, Travis, you made my point for me. Travis Edwards shot the opener as a night game. I'm 100% with you. I was – Full go expecting a nooner. I, I don't I don't really know. It's not a marquee game, right? You're playing Eastern Illinois. Um, Gamecocks, obviously, is a must-win game for them for this season. Um, Eastern Illinois actually played a spring season earlier this year. They did not play well. Uh, not considered a very good football team. And all those things considered, um, I thought maybe, hey, th this is going to be a, a noon one for the Gamecocks. But they get a night game, which is outstanding. Remember that one year when they played, what was it, the Tennessee night game? It was the first one in a long time for the Gamecocks. So they they pull 
uh, a night game, right? And so 7 o'clock, Travis wants everybody loud. He also wants everybody to have had a few beverages for a blowout. Travis, you, you can be loud without doing that. But if if you go that route, just be safe. You're not going to begrudge it, right? But, uh, yeah, ne- good crowd needs to be had there. And I think you would think that people are going to be excited. Are they playing Georgia? No, that's not till week three, and that is in Athens. They are playing Eastern Illinois, so people are going to look at it and say, oh, maybe, maybe not so much, but it is a home opener. It's a full capacity potential, right? They're allowed to have full capacity. It's what they're planning for. Full capacity football game for the first time in a while. Uh, new coach, new staff, going to see some new players. So it should be a really good time. And so everybody get out there. All right, now, next thing about it, SC Scout guy. I think it's ridiculous we have to pay for ESPN Plus to watch Eastern Illinois. Let me check on you now. The expert – let me check for you, rather – the expert on all the streaming services is, of course, Wes. And so he's not here to dole out one of his tutorials on how to get everything. But let me look at my notes here. So SEC Network Plus also has the Eastern Illinois game, um, SC Scout guy. So unless I'm mistaken, please correct me if I'm wrong on this, um, SEC Network Plus – should be included with your cable package. Um, SEC Network Plus being, for instance, games that are on the ESPN app that aren't just on the ESPN net or the SEC Network proper on your television. For instance, if you you know got Spectrum or YouTube TV, you're going to have SEC Network, but that's just one station, right? So I, I was curious about that, why they said ESPN Plus also on there. Maybe get a little clarification on that. Normally, it seems like normally, like with baseball games, like SEC Network Plus, or even one of the Carolina Clemson games is on ACC Network Plus, or whatever they call it. But they did say that caught my eye at first. I said, Oh, SEC or um, ESPN Plus, and people are going to be mad about that. But I immediately went to SEC Network Plus. So I think you should have access, like Travis said, comes with your basic sport package. It should, it should. So SC Scout guy, check on that. Make sure um, I'll check on it too if I can try to, you know, figure that out. So night game, all right, in game one for uh, Carolina for to kick off the 2021 season, and then the next week, Greenville, North Carolina to face East Carolina. That is going to be a nooner. It will be nationally televised on ESPN two. So um, yeah. You can check check that one out. I know some people actually going to Greenville. Um, I'm going to really try to make an effort to get up there today. Has anybody ever been there to, to Greenville, North Carolina? I've heard it's really fun. South Carolina has played there, played baseball there. They played football there. And so um, I've, I've heard it's a good time with really good folks at East Carolina. So I think there's probably going to be a lot of Gamecocks making that trip. And that should be a good one. Obviously, Mike Houston, the head coach at East Carolina, does a fantastic job. So – That'll be a game that you you kind of got to circle and say, okay, you know, that, that might be one South Carolina has their hands full in. And then speaking of hands full, next week after that, uh, the SEC opener, Saturday, September 18th, that will be a night game in Athens against Georgia, televised nationally on ESPN, kicks off at 7 o'clock. So it's, uh, 
you know, that that's one that's obviously going to be a significant challenge for South Carolina. And um, Travis, you made a good point. We actually came out pretty good for the first games, he said, of, of the Gamecocks. And you do get two night games, two nationally televised games. Now, the one night game is in Athens. And so that's not an ideal situation. But, hey, you know, you're going to have to play in Athens every other year. That's just the way it is. And so this is their turn to play there. It is a night game. Uh, some storylines there, and and there always is with Georgia, but maybe some added ones this year. So that should be a lot of fun as well. But it, it's a good point. You know, you look at South Carolina's schedule. Let you just look at the whole thing. The first two games, um, it, and it, it, we're not sitting here writing off South Carolina's chances against Georgia, right? Not not doing that at this point. We're going to dive a lot more into the season when it gets a little closer. You still got June recruiting. You got preseason camp, all those things. But, you know, if you're going on paper – that's what we sit here and do on, on May 28th before the, before the September 4th opener. You know, you kind of look at things. In South Carolina, it's pretty evident, needs to make some hay in that first half of the schedule. I mean, that that's really when you need to get it done. The schedule, I think you can make a good argument that it does set up better uh, than it has in some other years. It's always going to be challenging. It's always going to be challenging. You're going to play – an SEC slate, and it's going to include Georgia every year in Florida, and it's going to include, you know, Texas A&M now. It's going to include a game against Clemson, who's a really good program right now. And then you're going to mix in all these other schools that South Carolina, frankly, is going to have to start beating on a consistent basis if they want to take us another step up. And so there's a ways to go on that front. But you got Eastern Illinois, East Carolina at Georgia. That's your first three. Then you play Kentucky at home. That'll be a challenge. They've improved. I mean, I don't have to tell you guys and girls that they've – we've seen it. They've improved a lot under Mark Stoops. This is not the Kentucky team that we saw in, I don't know, 2006 or whatever. It's just not – it's not where they're at. And uh, then South Carolina gets Troy at home. You're at Tennessee. That'll never be an easy game. But, you know, new coach. Um, Tennessee not at the height of its power either. Can you – can you go in there and steal that one? You play Vandy at home, right? So the first, what, seven games, you know, you can see some wins. You can also see it going sideways if you don't play well. But the point is that is that is the portion of the schedule where you, you've got to get some things done because after that, it's at A&M on October 23rd. You do get a bye. Then you play Florida at home. You go at Missouri. That'll be a tough game. Eli Drinkwood's doing a nice job over there. Not an easy place to play. Uh, then you get Auburn at home. You get Clemson at home. That'll be, you know, we know that last one will be tough. Auburn, new, again, new coach, but they have some talent. You get to play them at home. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, that first half of the schedule was kind of, you know, where you got some things done there. SC Scout guy said on 107.5 yesterday, they talked to someone and they said they moved it to ESPN Plus yesterday only. All right. I'll have to check up. Check up on that um lynn turner says greenville's a great college town my son's in school there i visit often well lynn it looks like you'll be obviously i would assume you're making up the trip this year for the game so that should be fun and big daddy jake he lives in greenville north carolina nothing like columbia but a pretty good time and we'll be attending well hey big daddy jake hopefully i'll come over there hopefully we can run into each other over there still a ways away maybe we'll look at planning some stuff in the future and uh, we'll see you know but yeah, Gamecocks, um, you know, that that's sort of a very quick look. A lot of people, hey, what do you think the record is? I, I, no idea at this point. You know, it, it's 
it's hard to get a sense of that before game one, you know? And so, uh, meaning right before game one, like right in the lead up to it, certainly here on May 28th, it's going to be even more difficult. So, um, first three games set. So good times there. Everybody looking forward to that. Um, if you guys got any more questions, guys or girls have any more questions, now the time's to get them in because we'll probably cut this episode pretty, pretty, uh, not pretty short. We've gone for over 37 minutes here. Uh, but do want to get any of your last minute questions. If you have them, uh, make sure you're checking out clinthammond.com. Once the show ends at clinthammond.com or 803-771-6933. And check out primalgourmetsc.com. Go there. Use promo code GCOT20. 20% off your first order. Big Daddy Jake says they have a pretty good tailgating spot. I, I have heard that they do some pretty good tailgating in East Carolina. I've heard that for a really long time. I uh, knew some people that just went to school there and apparently they like to tailgate. This is just what I heard. They like to tailgate at events that you don't even normally tailgate. What I'm trying to say is they like to party there sometimes, but I think that's it, probably in most schools. SC Scout guy says, how long of a leash do you think Doty will have at the start of the year? Um, pretty long. You know, I, I think, that's kind of hard to define. That, that's a good question, but it's it's kind of complex. <laughs> it's a complex answer. Um, I think part of it is you kind of assess the offense as a whole. You you assess the quarterback play, the decision making. You you try to make a decision on well, what can the next guy do that the other guy can't can or can't or is or isn't doing. You know, you got to assess all those different things. And so, you know, right now we know exiting the spring, Colton Gothier was. True freshman was the number two quarterback. Jason Brown's still in there. Um, all those guys will battle it out. Connor Jordan, the walk-on uh, quarterback, he's going to, you know, be in that mix in preseason. And, and so Doty's going to have to continue, you know, in preseason camp to prove himself. I fully expect him to continue uh, being the starter. Um, but it's tough to define. I mean, it, it's really hard to sit here and say, well, I think if Luke Doty throws – you know, two interceptions, uh, you know, in the East Carolina game, they'll pull him. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? It's hard to say. I think we can generalize it and say he's probably going to have a pretty decent leash. South Carolina hopes that that's not even an issue, I'm sure, but you do have to think about it. It's a new offense, still relatively inexperienced quarterback. You got serious questions, still a receiver. So there's a lot that's going to go into that. And and I think, um, I think we'll continue to learn more what we're all continuing to learn more about this. Craig wants to know over under 86 and then he corrected it to 85%. We get CJ Stokes, you know, Stokes, I, I would not put it nearly that high. Uh, I would put it way under uh, one reason being, you know, Stokes doesn't have an official visit to South Carolina booked. Gamecocks have some other guys like Ramon Brown, who's coming in June 7th for an official four star from Virginia, Jalen Glover from Florida coming in um, one of the early weekends for South Carolina on June 11th. They got some other guys that they've been, sort of prioritizing and recruiting really hard at running back. There's those two. There's some others. Um, Stokes is still out there, but, you know, he's more focused on some other out-of-state programs for, for that reason as well. And good player, fat, great kid, got speed. He's gotten a lot bigger. Um, so we'll see what happens. But right now I don't think that's a, that's a player that you would prospect that you would expect, you know, South Carolina to get at this point. Travis Edwards wants to know who gets the first carry of the season. Doty. Harris, Lloyd, or other. I like how you threw Doty in there. I'm going to go Harris. You know, I think with what Kevin Harris did last year, I think he's a guy that you've got to, 
you know, give, give the benefit of the doubt to, you know, he, he's a guy that you've got to roll out there as long as he's healthy. And, and he's the guy that's earned the, the opportunity to go out there and do it. I think Marshawn Lloyd will get his opportunities. Quandre White will get his opportunities. Shane Beamer during the welcome home tour and he was talking to the crowd for that portion. And, you know, people talked about how, how do you keep Harris and Lloyd happy? And he said, look, you know, I know Marcus Lattimore did it, but, Running backs nowadays, you're not going to carry the ball 40 times a game. And so those guys are team players, he said. You do the best you can with it. Um, also, you guys, I mean, you got to keep in mind, Beamer didn't explicitly say this in, in that particular instance, but you are going to probably get some guys that are banged up in the running back position based on what we've traditionally seen. So it's good to have more. But he he was quick, Beamer was, to say, don't forget about Saquandre White. This guy had a really good spring. Obviously, Lloyd was still out. Harris was limited at times, um, and he took full advantage, and he's gotten a lot better. So they, they've really got three guys that I think they feel pretty good about there. Erlen Humes, who gets the first receiving touchdown of the year. That is also a good question. I'm going to go Nick Muse. That would be my guess. Nick Muse. Hey, by the way, I've got some cool stuff coming on Nick Muse. Um, maybe this weekend, maybe after the holiday weekend. But some really cool stuff coming on Nick Muse here in the near future. So that'd be my pick. I, th- I guess he was maybe fresh on my mind. Tony Lee Earl, if y'all ask these young men from the Northeast if they've heard about the Heat in Columbia and how they're preparing for it. Not not particularly. Um, sometimes we do ask that, Tony. Some guys say, you know, some guys want to stay up north. One reason being it's close to home for some of them. Some guys want to get out of that weather and they want to come down south. Um some of them don't have a huge preference. Uh, yeah, a lot of them, when they get here, they say, yeah, it's hot. You know, and a lot of times these guys, you know, they do travel around a good bit on visits, official visits, unofficial visits, camp, seven on seven. There's some there's seven on seven teams from up north that come down to, you know, Myrtle Beach, for instance. So they do have at least some familiarity with it. So uh, Lynn Turner hopes that the first carry or, or touchdown, I, I assume you're talking about touchdown, Lynn, touchdown catch goes to Dak. Yeah, that'd be a good uh, – be a good one. And Travis Edwards says Lloyd was the starter before injury, and there's an excitement he'll bring with that carry. Yeah, I see that. I can see that. I think there's going to be excitement, I think, when Marshawn Lloyd carries the ball. But, heck, now I think based on last season, there's probably a decent amount of excitement when Kevin Harris touches the ball as well because he's done a really good uh, job with that as well. So, all right, so we're getting close to uh, getting close to getting out of here. Um and I want to put up this banner uh, one more time for you guys about Primal Gourmet SC. It is uh, GCOC20 on PrimalGourmetSC.com. That'll get you 20% off your first order at PrimalGourmetSC.com. Make sure you check those guys out. And definitely, please check out our primary presenting sponsor, Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network, 803-771-6933 or ClintHammond.com. We appreciate his support of the show. I'm going to go ahead and get on out of here, finish out some things before the weekend. I really appreciate y'all hanging in with me, uh, with Wes not here. Maybe a couple more technical issues than normal. Me goofing on a banner. Me blank staring the screen for a second or two before we get the show started, whatever it may have been. But, hey, it's all in good fun. And appreciate everybody being here. Go check us out on GameCockCentral.com as well. On Monday, we'll be back. And I hope everyone has a great safe weekend and actually now that i said that you know maybe we shouldn't quite commit to a monday show because that will be the long weekend 
don't know how many of you would tune in. I don't know if we'll be doing something on Monday. So we'll see. We'll see about a show on Monday. Maybe we push it to Tuesday. I'll talk with Wes about it, and we will certainly let everyone know here. So thanks so much uh, for being here. Y'all stay safe and enjoy your holiday weekend. Have a great one. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.